Hey, welcome back, everybody. It's time once again for another episode of our community. Meet the Hispanic business community here in Orange County, powered by the Orange County Hispanic Chamber of Commerce and Orange County's only community radio station, OC Talk Radio, streaming live from our studios here at the University of California, Irvine's Beale Applied Innovation Center. And we got something innovative for you today, right, John? Yes, sir. Yes, sir. We have another great show lined up for you guys today. Welcome to our community podcast show. And just want to welcome all of our listeners and viewers. We have another great organization with us here today, Cristo Rey in Orange County. It's a high school uh, here in Santa Ana. And with us today, we have Steve Holty, who is the president, and then Carolyn Roberts, who is the principal. Welcome. Good morning, John. Hi, thanks for having us on the show. So I'm very excited to have you guys on the show. We were just talking before the show started. And what an amazing school that has just opened in Santa Ana. Me being a long time, just Santanero is what we call it. Yes. This warms my heart to hear that you all have just started a brand new high school, right? In the middle of Santa Ana off of McFadden and Center. Yes. Tell us a little bit about the high school. I know it's brand new, 67 students, one week old. (laughs) Absolutely. Yep. Fresh out of the box. Yeah. We just opened our doors last week. And what's that been like for you guys being brand new? I mean, I'm sure you've been pre-planning for this for a long time. Absolutely. We've been working on this for about three years. Um, There's been a feasibility study. Crystal Ray is part of a national network of high schools. So while we're new to Orange County, we're a proven national model of success. And we're designed to serve the community. We really want to be a partner with students and families and businesses in Santa Ana, in Orange County. And so uh, it's really a unique model. We talk about it as the school that works. And so I'm sure we'll talk about that, but every, yeah, go ahead, John. You know, I have to say, we were going over a little bit of, of how it's all set up and, and can we just briefly talk about the foundation of it, uh, the history of it, if you don't mind going into that a little bit? Sure. Absolutely. So, uh, the whole idea came about in Chicago, 1996, the Cardinal went to the Jesuits and said, you do a great job of college prep high schools that are tuition based, but there's a huge population of people that may be unable to afford, you know, at that time it was probably $10,000 a year. Now it's 20, 25, 30. And so is there a way we could figure out how to make a safe, affordable Catholic college prep high school for students and families that couldn't afford that kind of tuition? And so somebody came up with the idea that if every student worked a job one day a week, those work earnings plus tuition payments could make a great dent in the cost and then donors could bridge that gap. And so what was originally a financial mechanism became students working in banks and law firms and hospitals and insurance companies and engineering firms. And you realize that largely first generation high school or college graduates all of a sudden see all these careers that they never knew existed, feel successful in corporate offices, feel like they belong in college and succeed. So it's amazing. Well, I think it's a great concept. When you shared with me before the show how it's all set up, and first and foremost, I got to share with everybody. I said to them, what is the goal, right? College, career, and heaven is what you all said. Mm-hmm. And I just thought, that is so cool. That is awesome because it's just nowadays we don't talk about heaven as much and prayer. And I'm someone who prays every day. My kids pray all the time, day and night. And so 
to hear that that those are some of the you know, the goals, the mission. How did that come about? I mean, those those missions, I guess you could say. Yeah, I think we know that every student's got God-given gifts and potential in there, and our job's really to unlock it, right? Being a Catholic school, we, we think that God's the source of that, but our students don't have to be Catholic. Most are. But we know that you know, everyone's looking for opportunity. We talk about an achievement gap in school, but a lot of times it's an opportunity gap, right? And how do we connect all these abundant resources in Orange County with communities that are looking for those connections? I guess just to be clear for everybody listening, from my understanding, it's a, a limited economic resources uh, qualification, if I'm correct. Yeah, so we are a Catholic high school, um, but we're not tuition driven. Okay. So we have a different financial model. Um, and we exclusively serve families with limited economic resources. So okay. we exist to provide opportunity for families who otherwise may not have the opportunity for a private Catholic college prep education. When you go out to the community, what would you like us to do as far as like supporting as far as businesses? Because obviously being part of the Orange County Hispanic Chamber of Commerce, we have a lot of businesses in Santa Ana and throughout Orange County. Well, how can we help you? How can we support you all? Right. Is it obviously with donating or providing job opportunities or partnering with you? Is it, you know, donating, I don't know, school supplies? What would you like to see the community help you all with? Sure. I think first, we don't want to be a well-kept secret in Orange County. We exist to serve and we want to fill every seat that we have available. <clears throat> so that's first. Um, second, you know, as we grow right now, we just have freshmen, but each year we will add another grade level. And as we grow, we also need to add jobs. So finding the right corporate partners who want to work with our students and broaden their horizons and open the possibilities and help our students feel like they belong so that they can see themselves in these corporate environments. So that's another, what, what else would you add? Yeah, I think we want to be part of the community, right? And I, th so like Northgate is a great example, right? We're, we partner with lots of members of the Hispanic Chamber, but oftentimes a grocery store would be a high school student's first job. We're not looking for ch uh, cashiers and bagging groceries and stocking shelves. We're looking for entry-level corporate office jobs. And so at Northgate Markets, they're going to be at the headquarters in Anaheim working in their real estate division, figuring out where to build the next store and how to develop it and construct it, right? That is awesome. So we're opening students' eyes to different careers. We also know that Northgate has thousands of associates who might think, Catholic high school's outside of my reach, right? And so they've done a nice job of promoting our model. Carolyn talked a bit about it, but we don't cost any less than other private schools. We're just funded differently. We're not dependent on families paying tuition. So the most anybody will pay is $3,000 for the year. They'll earn about $9,000 at that corporate job at Northgate and other partners. And then donors provide scholarships of about $10,000 per student every year. So it's a everybody's got some skin in the game. I think that's... Fabulous, the model, the formula of how it's funded, mm -hmm. right? Because I know when I was in high school, I think I was maybe a freshman also or a sophomore, I started working at the corner liquor store that yeah. my older brother used to work at. And then my other brothers, mm -hmm. it kind of was passed down, the, the job was passed down to me. And and I still, to this day, I mean, I've taken my kids there, even though we now live in Irvine, I go to Santa Ana a lot to visit friends and family or my in-laws. And we stopped by the liquor store and I'll say, look, this is my first job. Mm -hmm. And I used to, you know, sweep and mop here and I used to bag groceries and I used to stock the sodas in the back and everything else. Right. And mm -hmm. but for me, it gave me purpose. Right. Mm -hmm. It gave me structure. Right. It gave me accountability as a young kid. And that prepared me for when I would later at 
literally a couple of years later, pack my bags and go up north to Chico State mm-hmm. and live on my own at like 17 years of age or whatever it was, right? Mm-hmm. And so those job opportunities play a huge role in our lives as a, I would say, as a mentorship program, right? Absolutely. We talk about you can't be what you don't see. So if you want to be a lawyer, how do you know what a lawyer does all day, right? Mm-hmm. You think you argue with your siblings and that's why you want to be a lawyer, but there's a lot of reading and writing, Right or HR, or IT, or accounts payable, or these jobs that you know are getting invented here every day at UCI, right? And so <laughs> yes. we want to put our students out in that uh, in that environment where they're building uh, relationships and a network, that social capital that's so important, on top of great experience. You know, uh, they still often our students will work nights and weekend jobs too at the liquor store, or the grocery store. Um, we want to provide them with a different opportunity that they might not have access to. Which is defined as a work-study program, right? right? Correct. And so as a work-study program, if I'm a student coming in as a freshman, how do you prepare them for this? How does that happen? A new student, I know you mentioned earlier, you know, there's some students that are a little bit, it's different, right, from other high schools. Absolutely, yeah. And it can be quite intimidating for a 14-year-old, right? So, And we recognize that. So this process starts actually from the first time we meet the students and the families. We do an intake interview or an admissions interview where we get to know the student, we get to know the family, we get to know their likes, uh, maybe their dislikes, some of their strengths. We talk both to the student individually and then also to the parents individually um, so that we can really get a well-rounded picture of who the student is. So it starts at the very beginning. And then we have a two-week summer program that's mandatory for all of our students. So that's kind of a combination between a um, team building, getting to know your classmates, inducting you into our culture that we have here at Cristo Rey, and then getting them excited about high school, but also preparing them to feel confident and comfortable that they can step into that workplace with some skills. So everything from how to shake a hand, um, making eye contact, how to, how to make a good first impression, um, those are things that we teach. We believe that all skills can be taught and all skills can be learned and that it's our job to provide those opportunities for students to develop those soft skills and then also get them comfortable using Excel, how to write an email. So we focus on those things pretty intensely the first two weeks that we have the students. And the last day of our summer success, we had a high ropes course, which was probably one of my favorite things that I've done in a long time. (laughs) Um, Number one, because I survived. But um, we had a great time, you know, pushing ourselves and our students outside of our comfort zones, talking about the fact that, yes, sometimes we might find ourselves in situations that feel uncomfortable where we don't feel confident, but you have a whole team behind you supporting you. And that's that's the culture that we created our school to support one another and um, help each other through this interesting and unique high school experience. Well, and, and the other thing we have to remember is like, we're trying to raise young adults at that point. I have a son who's a junior in high school, right? And He's starting to like want to, he's, he's driving, right? You got his permit. Now he's like, dad, I got to get my license. I got to go, you know, so these are not kids no more, right? They're right. young adults and we, and the better we prepare them, right? For the next step, hopefully the better they will do in college, right? And so the fact that, I mean, in your summer program, you're already doing this within like two weeks. Yes. That's pretty, that says a lot. Yes. I mean, that puts a lot on somebody's plate, but it also prepares them what's next there and so what is the goal of the school what is next i know you guys mentioned earlier that you want to have 400 students one day right yeah four to five hundred we want to fill every seat wow and how do you roll that out in the next couple years what's the plan you think 
So we start with just freshmen, then we will add sophomores, juniors, and seniors each year, um, continuing to add staff every year too. So I'm looking for amazing staff members who want to join our team. We have a, an amazing founding staff who have really set a great foundation, and I just can't wait to continue to build on that. So we'll continue to add staff. Um, we'll continue to add programming. We have sports programs. We have um, partnered with the Laguna Playhouse to provide fine arts programs for the whole year for our students. So we have lots of opportunities and those will continue to develop. We'll continue to layer those in as we grow as a school. We know that word of mouth is the best marketer, right? Mm -hmm. And so we want our students and families to have a great experience. We want to build this with them, not just for them. And so we've sort of left that space to say, students, what sports do you want to play? Mm -hmm. I'm not deciding that as the president. I'm saying, what do you want? And then, then life doesn't just get handed to you. You have to create it, right? So be... Uh, be the founding captain of the soccer team, be the, the um, ASB president, right? So when you go to apply for college, you've got four years of professional work experience, you've got a great college prep curriculum, and then you've got not just I made the freshman soccer team and I sat on the end of the bench, which may or may not have been my experience, but, um, <laughs> but you've got this incredible founding resume. You're, you've been that self-starter and that advocate for yourself that really um, – colleges and professional workplaces are looking for, right? They're not looking for someone that follows directions. Those can be people that can collaborate and mm -hmm. create. Yeah. Share with, share with everybody listening, how did each one of you individually, if you don't mind sharing a little bit about that, how did you end up in your roles as president, as principal? Can you guys each share that a little bit? Because I think that's important, you know, for our listeners. You have such a unique school, mm -hmm. um, obviously unique programs, um, unique way of funding it. You know, how do you end up in these roles? Because I know a lot of our listeners are, are part of our mentorship program. Uh, if you don't mind sharing that a little bit about that. Sure. Do you want me to go first? Absolutely. Ladies first. You, yeah. can, you can blame Steve um, <laughs> for my hire. Okay. Um, but Happily. Yeah. So I have a little bit of a different story probably. I um, grew up in Orange County, but went to San Diego State. Always knew I wanted to be an educator. Was lining my you know stuffed animals up and teaching them since the time I could talk. Um, come from a family of educators, so it's just been my passion my whole life. It's what I knew that I wanted to do, what I felt called to do. After I graduated from San Diego State's credential program, I was recruited actually to be part of a turnaround team in Texas, Fort Worth, Texas. Mm. So for the last 15 years, I've been out in Fort Worth, Texas. Interesting. Um, I started as a teacher, girls soccer coach, ASB director. I can see her as a girls soccer coach, mm -hmm. right? She's a good soccer player too. She's very competitive, right? Yeah, 100%, yeah. <laughs> I've been known to do push-up contests and uh, race students, so watch out. And I don't lose. You that's, need that in a principal, that, right? Yeah, Somebody competitive. <laughs> absolutely. Um, so I've lived the last 15 years in Texas, and my family's still here. My husband's family lives here, and they brought this school to my attention and told me, hey, there's this school that's, you know, this is what they're all about. And I'm thinking, that doesn't exist. There is not a school that's... But, but that's probably what a lot of our listeners are saying right now, right? Mm -hmm. like, exactly. Paul and I, were when you were telling us a story earlier, we were like, wow, that this really exists? Yeah. So that is, you had the same reaction then. Exactly. I thought, well... That's kind of crazy. And no, I'm not moving my family across the country, but thank you, father-in-law, for this recommendation. Shout out to Tony Roberts. And so <laughs> what ended up happening is I met Steve. Um, Steve told me about his experience in Chicago, which I'm sure he'll mention, and just you know, told me more about the model. And the more I thought about it, the more um, I felt like, really, this is what I'm called to do. This is what I'm meant to do. And in looking kind of back at my life and thinking about the interesting 
roles that I've had, I've been an elementary principal, I've been a middle school principal, I've been an assistant principal at a high school, started as a high school teacher. She don't mess around. So, yeah. She's tough. (laughs) So, uh, started my career actually at the juvenile court and community schools in San Diego. So, you know, this is perfect place for me to be. That's awesome. And getting to start something new was really an exciting adventure for me. And I, every day I wake up and I, I still kind of am like, am I really doing this? This is it's very cool. pretty amazing. And wow. our students um, and our staff are just, they blow me away every day. So that's awesome. Great. What a great story. How are you going to top that now? Huh? I <laughs> should have gone first. Uh, <laughs> I should know not to follow Carolyn. Yeah, I have a kind of a different story. So I was thought I'd be an architect. Went to college, realized that was trade school and I didn't and want to do that. And just to be clear, everybody real quick. You're the president of the school. You're the principal. Just so everybody is clear on that. Go ahead. I'm sorry. That's what they tell me. Um, (laughs) So I ended up with a finance major at Notre Dame and didn't, wasn't really excited to go work for a hedge fund. Did you say Notre Dame? Notre Dame. Like. Go Irish. Go Irish? Yeah. Yeah, Careful. I love watching Notre Dame. Good. Lou Holtz back in the day. Absolutely. Yes. He doesn't like it. Paul doesn't like it. He's a Michigan guy. I saw Michigan hat. Yeah. 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 He's like, Notre Dame. Get him out of my studio. Look at him. I was accepted at both, and I ended up going to uh, Michigan. Michigan. It was a hard choice. There's still time. (laughs) still time. So you went to Notre Dame. That's awesome. Yeah. So as I was finishing up, I said, I'm not super excited about getting into investment banking. I really want to do something good for somebody. Um, And so I did this. uh, Notre Dame has this teaching program. It's kind of like Teach for America, but in Catholic schools called the Alliance for Catholic Education. So I taught fourth grade in San Antonio for two years. I had 23, 9- and 10-year-olds all day, every day, and just fell in love with the difference that education makes and saw how important that was and how kind of difficult it is to uh, make ends meet as a Catholic school elementary teacher, right? And so the finance part of me said, no way, and the my heart said yes. And so I found a way, um, ended up moving back up to eventually to Chicago, Thought I'd get into uh, investment banking. That was 2008. I could see him as an investment I know, right? banker. Yeah. When he first came in, I was like, does this guy really work at the school? Is he an investment banker? You know. Well, so. so I think that's the really interesting thing about Chris DeRay is it's where education and business meet, right? It's that intersection. I like that. And so um, I wish I had, that was an original statement, but <laughs> but I think people are looking for purpose, right? Yes. And so yes. if you can use your gifts and skills on you know reading a budget and audit and fundraising with a master's in ed and understanding how curriculum and instruction works and really how education changes changes lives, mm-hmm. that's the beauty of Crystal Ray. So I went and worked, um, thought I was going to get into investment banking. That was 2008 when the economy took a little bit of a dive and the yeah. I'd signed a lease in Chicago and then didn't have a job to pay for it. And uh, one of these Crystal Ray schools had opened. Not the original one, but a, su- a second one called Christ the King. That's great. So I walked over there and said, how can I help? And they said, have you ever written a grant before? So I got into fundraising through the back door. That's awesome. You know? <laughs> Look at that. And, investment uh, banker writing grants. Yeah. Yeah. Now I'm taking money from investment bankers. It's better. So VCs, this is the man. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I think the the investment that Crystal Ray offers is yeah. so unique, right? Yes. Um, I love Notre Dame, but they don't need my money. It doesn't make a difference on their exactly. large endowment, even exactly. though they do great work. But gifts to Crystal Ray make a huge difference, mm-hmm. right? We talk about fundraising for schools, right? Most private schools get money from parents and alumni. Our parents aren't in a financial position, and our alumni are a week into their freshman year. And so we need <laughs> new friends that uh, might want to help us out with a gift or two. I love that. You know, from listening for, to both of your stories, you guys make such a great team because mm-hmm. you come from such different 
I guess you could say paths, yeah. right? Yeah. But you both have the same passion. You could see mm-hmm. that it means a lot. And speaking from, again, a Santanero, Hispanic kid who grew up in Santana, when I look back growing up, one of my most impactful teachers in my life was Ms. Osborne, who's an English teacher in high school. And she plays such a huge role in my life. We mm-hmm. still keep in touch on Facebook. And so you're going to do the same for these kids, mm-hmm. right? You're going to play such a huge role on those little Johnnies of the world, right? Mm-hmm. Who one day will be hosting a podcast and being your senior vice president at the Hispanic Chamber of Commerce, right? Who knows? And so the fact that you guys have that passion says a lot. Mm-hmm. And I just personally want to say thank you because mm-hmm. it means a lot to me to know that there's good people with good hearts going back into those areas that need the help, right? I mean, Cristo Rey, in case for those of you that are just viewing us uh, for the first time right now, logging in, uh, we have Steve Holty, who's the president, and Carolyn Roberts, who's the principal of Cristo Rey Orange County High School, uh, which is in Santa Ana, off of McFadden and Center, right? Yes. Um, And so for those of you that are watching or listening, uh, you might have driven by there and didn't even know it was there, mm-hmm. right? We know yep. there's a church there, yep. and we know there's the popular park across the street, mm-hmm. which, by the way, we, there's a lot of fundraisers that are done there, a lot of toy drives that we do there. Mm-hmm. So a lot happens in that hub. Right. You're literally in the heart of Santa Ana. Yeah, mm-hmm. it's a vibrant neighborhood. That's where we want to be, right? Uh, if you drive by, the school hasn't changed much on the outside, but come inside. We've put over a million dollars into the inside. <laughs> really? Yes. Right? Yeah. So tours. People, Absolutely. People yes. can come by and... Yep. Take a little tour and learn more about it? Yeah. Okay. That's good to know. We said everything the students touch, we're going to put money into, and the outside paint is not one of those things, right? (laughs) And so we want to be good stewards, and we want to invest. So every student gets a laptop, right? A a Lenovo. A nice nice laptop. A nice laptop. Nice. uh, Not just a Chromebook, um, because we want to prepare them for work. You know, we have breakfast and lunch every day. There's lots of different things that we offer to equip students for success. Uh, Carolyn talks about we have high expectations and high levels of support to help students get there. That's well, really our mission. You mentioned earlier Excel, right? Mm-hmm. That in the first two weeks of their summer, what is it like training or? Uh, we right? call it a summer success institute. Okay. Yeah. They're already into Excel. You need a laptop mm-hmm. to have Excel because mm-hmm. I know my wife's always on Excel at work, yeah. right? And so to already be challenging these young adults, hey, step up, learn this, you're going to need it, mm-hmm. right? Sometimes kids need that. They want that. They want to be challenged. Yeah. And I know obviously it's highly Hispanic populated. Mm-hmm. And I know that in our community, math is something huge in Mexico. Mm-hmm. You know, a lot of these kids love math. Mm-hmm. So coming from your investment background, that's great that, you know, you, you're you hungry to teach maybe these kids some of that, right? Yeah, absolutely. Um, because finances is something that's important in, in the world to, right. to invest, mm-hmm. right? And hopefully take it to another level. Yeah. Uh, share with us a little bit about... Um, you know, what are the challenges you feel you may face that we can hopefully help you or, or help you overcome? What are you foreseeing? Is it, is it just getting the word out? Is it just the marketing? Uh, because I know in Santa Ana, whenever we're trying to get the word out, sometimes it's difficult with families not having like internet, right? Mm-hmm. Or not having these kind of things that, that we take for granted every day. Sure. Some of these low-income communities don't have internet, so it's kind of hard to market to them, right? Get the word out to them. I mean, We've talked about putting uh, flyers like at laundry mats or mm-hmm. on food trucks just to get the word out about resources and things that we're doing. Are these some yeah. of the challenges you all may be facing? Yeah, absolutely. I think being new, everyone's a little skeptical of something new, right? And it's all about who's endorsing it, right? And so if, if somebody's listening and says, hey, this is a great idea and I know something, it's word of mouth and it's um, come and see us, right? 
it's legit. We've had families. Um, no, too good to be true. Basically. No. It's, <laughs> yeah. It sounds like it is. So we had a family uh, we accepted and we said, okay, you're going to pay $250. And they said, I don't know if we can handle that on the monthly basis. We said, no, no, that's for the year. It's $25 a month. Wow. And, the, and the mom starts tearing up and then she says, it's true. What you've been saying is true. And she said, I know other families that stopped the application process because they said, there's no way you can do what you're saying you're going to do right. for the price that you're saying you're going to charge us. And so it's really, it is true, but that message in the messenger matters a lot, right? Yeah. Yeah. And so that's really important for us. you know. I, but I think it's important to point out that some of you may be listening and be like, wow, $250, right, for the year. But it's good for people to at least feel some sort of accountability because sometimes people don't want a complete, like, you know, free of everything. They're, we worked into paying something right. for what we're getting, and they appreciate that, right? What did mm-hmm. you say? Yeah. I grew up, I grew up going to the Santa Boys Club right down the street. Mm-hmm. They're good friends of ours. I was just there last week, a couple of weeks ago. And I remember they used to charge like a dollar a year. And it was like, what was the point of a dollar a year, right? <laughs> yeah. But I think it was more the accountability of like, hey, you know, you're going to commit a dollar a year if you're going to be a member here. And eventually it became $5 or $10 mm-hmm. or whatever. But sometimes people want to feel like, hey, I pitched in something. Yeah, absolutely. And we empower our students also by through our work-study program to earn part of their tuition, right? I think that's a great So point. they yes. feel good about the fact that they're working hard, they're working hard for a purpose, and they're earning this world-class education that they otherwise may not have access to. So, yeah. so for anybody listening out there, if you have a business, okay, um, and you want to get involved with the high school, right, mm-hmm. please reach out to you all, the department there, or reach, basically contact the school, and say, we own a business because I know we have a lot of entrepreneurs and business owners, yeah. uh, corporations that are part of our chamber, and say, I want to get involved in this work-study program, right? Mm-hmm. And like that, they can work, and obviously, the business pays the school for the work, and they're earning their tuition. Yes. Correct. So that's good to know. Yeah, cool. and I think our outcomes are pretty impressive, too. I mean, we have, how many years is it? 27? Okay. <laughs> He's the math person in the room. Um, 27 years of, of data and outcomes across the country in most major metropolitan areas that show that our students, Christo Ray students, are graduating college at two and a half times the rate of their socioeconomic peers. Wow. Um, so 99% of our students are accepted to college. That's awesome. 90% go. And I think that 90% is even more impressive than the 99 because what does that mean? That means that college is affordable. They see themselves being successful in college and they're actually enrolling in college. Um, and then they're completing college at two to three times the rate of their peers, which is a pretty inc- incredible outcome if you think yeah. about it. Um, yeah. And something that I'm really excited in four years to be able to say, you know, we have a hundred percent. Here comes the competitiveness coming out, right? Here comes the soccer player in here. That's right. <laughs> well, um, I do want to point out, you mentioned earlier before the show started that you have 2,700 job partners, yes. which of course are businesses that they can work under this work-study program, the students with, Yes. and $58 million has been contributed from these job, from the work-study program, right? From these jobs that have been provided that contribute back towards their education. Mm-hmm. That says a lot, $58 million. Yep. Yeah. I mean, that's that's some big numbers. Yeah, it's 12,000 students across the country that are earning that, right? Just last Friday, we had draft day. So we had our um, we have about 30 job partners for our school this year, and they got to do like an NFL draft uh, <laughs> where they met their job partners, right? Nice. So 
Oscar Gonzalez and Northgate are up there welcoming their sort of a pep rally for work, right? Nice. They're welcoming their student workers. We're celebrating the companies that have stepped up to take a leadership role in the county, lots of whom are OC uh, Hispanic Chamber members. Shout out to Northgate, huh? Yeah, they're awesome. <laughs> they're, they're partners of our chamber, and they yep. do so much in the community. I know they do a lot with UCI. Yep, absolutely. Uh, we're in the middle of, of planning Dia de los Muertos mm -hmm. with UCI. We're going to have to invite you guys all yes, to please. bring some of your students. It's going to be a great event. <laughs> and to hear Northgate is doing this yep. just says a lot. And, of course, I'm sure you have other organizations. Oh, yeah. Farmers and Merchants was the presenting sponsor, and they've got students Another partner there. of ours? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, we can probably go down the list. Uh, <laughs> I mean, even the Mirage School of, of Business here, Dean Williamson, has said, this is such a great idea, and we want to be part of it. Um, so we had, a, we had a great celebration of the companies, but also of the students' first professional jobs, right? I think a lot of it is how you're welcomed into it. You talked about your son, right? Your 17-year-old yes. son yeah. wanting to be treated like an adult. And I think that's yeah. what all teenagers want yes. is to be treated like an adult. Um, and so we're saying, we're sending you to work. We're, we're going to prepare you and we're going to support you. But that's what a lot of students want, right? They want that ability to be treated like an adult, to have ownership, to be empowered. I, I got to tell you real quick on that point. When my son went and interviewed at Chick-fil-A, Mm -hmm. He mm -hmm. went through a three-interview process, like a three-process. It was really challenging, right? And he, he's 15 years old or whatever, and now mm -hmm. he's, he just turned 16. And so the first day I went to uh, pick him up, because it's one thing to drop him off at work. Right. But when I went to pick him up, and I'm parked outside waiting for him to get out of work, I, I even filmed it on social media. A lot of my friends, they were like, <laughs> you're, you're a stalker. And I'm like, no, as a parent, mm -hmm. to see him inside working, wearing the Chick-fil-A shirt mm -hmm. and the hat and everything, and he's working with people and he's, you know, his smile, the customer service, it literally brought me to tears. No joke. Mm -hmm. Like yeah. I'm being serious. I was like, that's my son. Yeah. And he's only like 15, about to be 16 years old and mm -hmm. he's working, you know? And then, and then of course, a couple of weeks go by and he gets his first check and you know, there's nothing like, you know, getting that first. So empowering these young kids, young adults mm -hmm. says a lot. So, yep. so I think that this work study program you all are doing is just, it's going to be amazing. It's it's amazing that you're doing this because it's really helping the kids a lot. It yeah. is, yeah. All, if you want to see all the partners, actually, the Orange County Business Journal, the edition that just came out yesterday, has all the partners and a huge two-page really? ad thanking them. Okay. Uh, so if you're looking for that, that's probably the best place to go or our website. What is your website? Let's share with everybody. Sure, please. we'll give the plug, the shameless yes. plug. No, no, no. There's no shameless plug. Yeah. This is a good plug. What is the website? Yeah, it's cristoreoc.org. Cristoreoc. Dot org. So Correct. remember, dot org, dot O-R-G. So Cristo Rey, uh, and Paul always wants me to spell stuff out because that's important over your mm -hmm. plaza. So Cristo Rey is C-R-I-S-T-O, Cristo Rey, R-E-Y, right? And then you said O-C. O-C, like Orange County. Correct. And then dot O-R-G, okay? So please go to the website. Please support this uh, new school in Santa Ana. Again, Al McFadden in center in the heart of Santana, yep. right? And they can people can take tours. Yes. Come out and see the school, meet the principal and meet the president and the rest of the staff, right? Yeah. Um, and learn more about this amazing uh, work-study program they got, how students, and again, right now there's only 67 students, but the goal is to grow to 400 students. Absolutely. That's the goal. And so we got to get the word out. Let your friends and family know that are in the area. Now, do they have to live within a certain radius or can it be from anywhere? How does that work? Yeah, we're here to serve Orange County. So okay. about half our students come from Santa Ana and then okay. Anaheim, Garden Grove, Westminster, Placentia. So that's good to know. It doesn't yeah. have to be within that area. Correct. Right. Yeah. Okay. So we, we hope you can get to our campus, right? <laughs> we do have some limited transportation options, but uh, Orange County is a tough place to drive around sometimes, right? 
but to be able to get to school. And then once you're at school, we will take you to and from work. So that's not a parent responsibility. You just have to get to school every morning and then pick him up at the end of the day. Yeah. Well, thank you for being on the show. I know we've run out of time. Paul's giving me the lick already. <laughs> you know, if you guys have any questions, please make a comment on wherever you see this, whether it's YouTube, whether it's Facebook, go to the website, you know, go see the school, right? Uh, connect with you all. Let's make the connection with the community. Thank you all for what you're doing, obviously, as teachers, principal, pre president. Yeah. Please, please, you know, tell your hardworking staff that we appreciate all they're doing. No, oh, thank you, John. Thanks for the opportunity to spread the word a little bit today. I'm going to come out and pay a visit and do a yes. little tour myself. Okay. Terrific. Let's go. Sounds great. And I'll bring tacos. <laughs> oh, yes, please. Tacos del Pastor. Yes. Yes. Me, okay. Uh -huh. I know a place right down the street. Okay. Beautiful. <laughs> all right, Paul, take it away. You get no tacos, Paul. You get no tacos. <laughs> no tacos. Oh, boy. Well, maybe, maybe. Well, that's one more reason to tune in each and every time to meet our community, the Hispanic business community right here in Orange County, brought to you by the Orange County Hispanic Chamber of Commerce and Orange County's only community radio station, OC Talk Radio, streaming live from our studios here at the University of California Irvine's Beale Applied Innovation Center.